welcome everyone. So uh, welcome to another episode of Bander Over Whiskey. Um, we're, tonight we're welcoming uh, somebody back that's been on uh, numerous times as a uh, guest host. Um, I think he's a friend of the of the podcast, uh, but he's, you know, I would certainly term him as a friend of mine. So um, looking forward to catching up with Mr. John Jarvis. Welcome, mate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. Welcome, John. As you said, I sort of um, have slotted in here quite a, quite a little bit just before we went live. I actually wondered if I'd done a stream with you already. Uh, yes. You, know. you you have done a stream with us already. It's just it hasn't been focused on you. I'm just waiting to know who's the guest guest host coming on tonight as, as my plus one. Well, well, you, you know what? I, I thought about that um, late this afternoon. It was I thought, why, why didn't we do that? Why didn't we do that? Um, but yeah, anyway, that's all right. We didn't, you know. we didn't organize it. It's all about you, mate. It's all about you tonight. So, um, I suppose there might be a few people out there uh, watching or listening um, that probably need a little bit of a rundown on the distillery. Um, would you would you be able to uh, would you be able to give us a bit of a rundown? Uh, all right, okay. So um, clearly we uh, should have had Justin on as a guest host. Well, just get him in now. <laughs> like, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Um, I actually did invite somebody on, but yeah, they said they they didn't want to come on as a guest host. So I was like, all right, you know, Justin oh. will be like second best, I reckon. That's all right. Um, all right, so yeah. My name's John. I manage distillery in Tasmania called Hobart Whiskey. Uh, I'm going to give the elevator pitch. We're, we're a small family-owned distillery uh, based sort of five minutes from the city. Uh, started operating in 2014, distilling in 2015. And uh, basically, you know, just started as a bit of a passion project for the director. You know, I work across uh, quite a few of his businesses, helping him sort of manage and, you know, people manage, business manage that sort of stuff. And, you know, basically, he just lets me run the distillery as if it's my own distillery. Um, you know, I get to make whiskey for me, and then I get to sell it to people. And if if they don't like it, don't want to buy, it really doesn't matter that much because the distillery is sort of wrapped up in all these other businesses. So, uh, you know, it's a bit of a dream job. I get to bust my ass in all these other businesses, so the distillery can, you know, just just truck along, I guess, and. Uh, be a bit of fun. Um, Adrian, mate, I've seen you completely fuck that cork then. That is not how you open a bottle. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just mean you go like, like come on. I didn't blame anyone. I just sort of uh, blame myself for not opening it properly. But look, I don't think the lid's going to go back on it tonight anyway. So it's cool. uh, definitely a bottle kill kind of night. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's pretty, yes. pretty miserable weather down here. There's a Fucking load of snow on the mountain. Uh, oh, wow. Freezing and it's pissing down with rain, which is why I opted to do the stream from the comfort of my own home tonight. But uh, yeah, it, it also means I don't need to ration my intake and I'd probably kick back and have a couple. Awesome. Because nice. I've, I've seen you when you do have to drive and it's, you're certainly throwing <laughs> back then. So. Mate, I am an upstanding, responsible citizen. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure Alex would uh, attest to that as well. Welcome, uh, Alex. Uh, yeah, so um, I suppose 
that's the elevator version of the um of the distillery <laughs> rundown. Um, what's 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 the what's the plan? What's the plan for the distillery? So, I mean, uh, pe- people may not know it's um sort of in the middle of suburbia, isn't it? Yeah, we're sort of tucked away uh, in a suburb called Luna. Um, <laughs> um, basically, we're in an old egg farm. Uh, the owner, Rocky, bought the egg farm building quite a while ago while it was still operating as an egg farm. And to this day, on the exterior of the building, we still have Tasmanian egg farms. Uh, no signage to imply we are a distillery there. We're tucked away. We've been producing since day dot. Um, the only thing Rocky did say back in the day years and years ago was, you know, I want to do single malt, single cask. And I'm like, Rocky, mate, you're an idiot. You can't do nothing but single cask, right? It's too hard. So uh, I think to this day we've done one single, single cask. Um, you know, we sort of just play around with it. Uh, I forgot your question. What was it? The plan? Um, <laughs> we just want to make whiskey. We just want to make whiskey, share it with people that enjoy it. Uh, there's going to be a sweet spot on the amount of whiskey we make. And it means we're going to have surplus whiskey. And at that point, I have no idea what the end goal is. Um, maybe make more whiskey and then sell it to people that enjoy whiskey. Like it's not rocket science, is it? No, well, it's no, it's not. But um, you know, like expansion, that sort of thing. You know, like a you're fairly limited, I suppose. Is is there a plan to expand? Uh, okay, all right. I, I I see where you're going. You you're calling, aren't you? Um, <laughs> Through your um, See, sometimes you really got to lead them to the water, don't you? <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a big week. Um, I was in I was in Melbourne on Saturday night too. That, that was a big night. Uh, all right, so expansion. So um, yeah, we're sort of tucked away in, in the suburbs. We have no cellar door. We have no front of house. We have no no customer facing <laughs> <laughs> no customer facing experience uh, at the distillery. That you know typically for. The average guy, um, if you know somebody, happy to do tours and tastings, that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, we are looking to build a, a GSA customer experience, which at this point uh, started as a bit of an idea to just sort of buy some property up on the East Coast, which happened, and then we bought a bit more property. Uh, and now it's turned into quite a sizable hotel that I'm in the process of helping uh, the director develop, which will have. A distillery component. So the plan is to uh, expand up there, full tasting experience, bar, restaurant, hotel, and the plan is hopefully a finishing still. So at the moment we're still running on a single uh, 1800 litre pot still, which we use for our wash, our stripping runs, and our spirit runs. The plan's always been to get another still, whether we we're going to buy a bigger wash still or a smaller spirit still. Uh, I think you know, given the way the market's shifting. We are definitely more that craft boutique. Um, Hang on, one or his? I think all three of us uh, are pretty prone to that. You know that uh, that little bit of grey. So, yeah. um, yeah. see, it was actually Alex that I invited on to co-host today, and she was like, "No, John, I just don't like you that well." So, very disappointed. <laughs> I'm just going to call her out right now. Uh, Jeez, Alex, I, I'm, I'm, I actually, I'm disappointed. Um, 
thought you might have been too busy. I would I wouldn't have thought to invite you, but would you would have been welcome. Uh, she is coming to Hobart on Sunday, and uh, I think yesterday morning, I swear it was just way too early. I got this voicemail because I've been answering my phone for some reason, and I just forwarded it to my wife Rachel, and I was like, "Are you ready for this?" And uh, the only message I got back from Rachel was, "Oh God." So that is 100% what we are expecting from Alex's arrival on Sunday. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> so, um, uh, so with the expansion, does that mean that? Uh, so, how how are the two distilleries going to work together? Like, you... man, I haven't thought that far ahead. Come on, like, uh, <laughs> I, I guess at this point. Uh, the gist would be we do our stripping runs in the, in Hobart uh, and ship low wines up to the coast and do our spirit runs, or at least some of them. Uh, obviously, we'd have a different fuel, different maturation, uh, so the product would be quite different. So we don't want to change sort of the identity of what is Hobart whiskey that much. Um, it would probably be quite a small still, and a lot of that would just be, uh, I guess, customer experience, getting to show customers what we do without them having to come through the uh, hazardous Moona facility, which you have a beautiful photo of behind you. Um, can't see too many safety hazards, at least in that photo. So No, no. no. Um, yeah, yeah, because you've got to up top a little bit more, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just give me the pacing space or on top of the racks? <laughs> on top of the racks. <laughs> yeah. You, you notice there's no ladder in the picture. That's because there's no ladder in the distillery, right? You just climb up the side of the... No, no, no. Come on again. We do outstanding, responsible adults. We uh, do not do anything like that. Um, so I guess that's a plan, though. And I guess it comes down to that whole thing where, you know, what do we want to do with the brand? And we want to engage with our, engage with our customers and, um, you know, basically show them what we do. But we don't want to show them what we do in Muna because effectively we're also just a sort of you know two to three person team as well so we don't really have the uh the assets to to have people through the moon facility uh, regularly yeah sure. um so i want to go around the table first and ask uh these guys what their favorite ale storm song is yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a fan of their uh their latest stuff but, um, yeah. <laughs> I like their old stuff better than their new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's oh, an Alstom? That was another band. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Alstom is a, a metalcore band. They're touring Australia in November, actually, and uh, I'm travelling to Melbourne to see them uh, with my good mate Justin Farmer here and Rachel. Take Rachel with me as well. So uh, I'm pretty sure I've subjected anyone that's come to the distillery with Alstom. It's, it's pirate metal. Um yeah i'm pretty sure that's what you were smashing out uh whilst we were stuck in the back of the uh kluger on the way to the um the barrel and batch tours yeah uh, yeah quite probably uh, i love that photo where you guys are all sort of crammed up in the back well that was a fun day <laughs> driving out to last possible um yeah <laughs> but uh we recently had a tasmania whiskey weekend and my, my good mate dave was driving to the next event and uh, he was in my Kluger and he had to sort of do a lap to come around the car park to talk to me about something, window down. And as he got in range of my Bluetooth, it was just like full level ale storm in the vehicle. It was beautiful. 
car. And it's just because I forget about it. You know, you turn the car off, you know, you did, you did mm. it. So, if anybody <laughs> watching or listening to this stream, I highly recommend you go and check out Ailstorm. Uh, they have a new song, which is not bad, but, you know, I'm a bit of a sucker for the classics. Like, uh, Sit Sail and Conquer, probably, you know, one of the, you know, best performances I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, the, yeah, the later stuff, not not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Yeah, yeah, never mind. I <laughs> can't. It's probably good how they started using you. We were a lot, what, like, uh, oh, that's, not stop, that's not stopped you before. <laughs> Bloody hell. And, uh, so, um, Tristan on the weekend, it was a little love tap. Just you know, Tristan Farmer, you're a tool. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> getting back to our Justin's comment earlier. And did did um, did they deserve it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you met oh, well, What's the problem? No, he's a good guy. Yeah, we had a pretty pretty fun weekend in, or pretty fun night in Melbourne. I uh, flew to Melbourne about eight a.m. on Saturday morning and flew back. Hobart about 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. Um, we went to RM at about 5 a.m. So yeah, didn't even tough. see you. Well, you didn't come to the uh, the festival, did you? I thought I might see you there. I was repping our uh, old mate Ray's barrel and batch. Got him plenty of signups. It's amazing, like nice. how, how susceptible people are to signing up to your QR code when you threaten them. So I think that's where Ray goes wrong. He's just way too nice. <laughs> Well, especially okay, you holding a knife in the background that you've made fresh. <laughs> I was about to say, like, could they have got somebody more intimidating? <laughs> um, well, see, I was picked for my good looks and charm because I had to work alongside alongside uh, old Simon Gorham. But you know, just just getting, nobody wants to, you know, nobody wants to interact with that. So. Oh, yeah. Hats and tats. Hats and tats. Yeah, okay. I've never been before. So when I go to Melbourne, normally I just sort of wind up at Whiskey and Almond and I just sort of sit at the bar and, uh, you know, responsibly drink. Um, and then Simon was like, oh, you like metal. You've got to go to Hats and Tats. Uh, and Alex also wanted to take me to Hats and Tats, but she stood me up on Saturday night as well. Um, so basically, yeah, when, when you walk in, and the, the guys behind the bar are like, oh, you John, oh, Simon's mentioned you. And the, they start playing Parkway Drive and Ale Storm. And, you know, basically just <laughs> half hour tribute to my metal love. I'm, I, would, I would have happily died there that night. I mean, I'm probably glad <laughs> I didn't. I mean, Rachel's probably glad I didn't as well. But um, it's a beautiful place. I think it's one of my new favourite venues in, in Melbourne. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Just Melbourne for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's probably. the um that the um the old remake of Hats and Tats because they were South Melbourne, if my uh, memory serves me right. And that was a rocking place. So I haven't seen this new one. This is only up the road from Whiskey and Element now, isn't it? I think it's like two doors or something, yeah. Is that is that actually on the corner? Oh, wow. Well, see, I've been at this bloody Isle of Festival all day, so I don't know where <laughs> it was. <laughs> But it's an amazing place. You go up some stairs and it's all black and an amazing bar. Got some beers and uh, and you just run into people you know. Yeah. I need to suss that out for myself because I remember Life Hats and Tats used to be the um, like the, the next stop um, after Casa Divino tastings. And you carry on there with uh, like a like a, a kilo of, of uh, chicken wings, you know, southern fried and 
whatever was happening at the bar. And actually, that was my first time that I discovered Foursquare rum was because I had some tats. They were like, yeah, I want to try something different that's not whiskey. Yeah, all right. All right. But and the guys that work, I think Tim Carlin was one of the um bartenders um at the time. I don't know if he's still working there or not. Um, all I hear about is this Josh. Well, uh, I see a lot of photos of, but uh, yeah, I'll have to head down and meet the guys and have a drink or a few. Oh, beautiful space, I love it. Um, you know, like to me, the bar as well as all about the people too. I love going to Whiskey Nama because you know, I know the people and there's always people there I know. Um, but hats and hats, you just you run into similar people and you just make friends with people as you go. Uh, I don't know if I don't know where the video went, but it was uh, even like a sort of like a, a choir of people just going, you know, like basically up in levels and big fuck you, John, at the end. So you know, you can't you can't get out of any bar. Yeah. Yes, uh, I did see that one actually. How did you see it? Did I see it? I don't think I've even got a copy of that. Um, I don't know. I didn't get a copy. I just saw it. Oh, there you go. Alex is saying oh, she had the video. Oh, so I'm okay. guessing that's probably where I saw it. <laughs> there you go. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Popped up on uh, a story or something. I was a bit just oh, yeah. while up there. You know, just get like some sort of shady bathroom tattoo and it'd be complete, I reckon. You know, just like a small Southern Cross on the neck or something. Something classy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Made in Hobart. <laughs> what's what's the postcode for Moona? Now it'll be a bloody QR code. QR code, that's it. <laughs> oh, imagine yeah. that. Used, People scamming. Used to be there. a barcode. Yeah. <laughs> and being and being so disappointed with where it takes them. <laughs> yeah, so John. Night. John, you talk. You, you, you mentioned before that you're doing a whole heap of stuff for, you know, Rocky, and and it's it's sort of the the distillery is the fun bit. Like, yeah. what, what's your background? Like, I mean, um, you mean apart from just being like naturally charming, or well, uh, that's not uh, where I was going. But <laughs> yeah, let's, go, let's, let's let's start with that. Uh, right. So. <laughs> I guess I'm a qualified graphic designer, got into marketing, sales and marketing. Um, just realised that, you know, I started studying marketing at uni, sort of got a certain way through. I was like, well, all marketing is, is talking to people and trying to sell them something that they do or don't want to buy. Um, and I sort of got met, I met Rocky on a different job, not with distillery, just a different thing I was doing for him. Uh, and he's like, oh, I'm going to start a distillery. Do you want to see it? It's like, yeah, I'll go and check it out. And I was sort of latched on then. So, um, Basically, uh, Rocky sort of taught me a lot. Rocky, Rocky and his family taught me a lot, you know, more about business and uh, and management and that sort of stuff, people management. So nowadays, I'm just sort of like an offsider to Rocky. I'm a bit of a problem solver. Uh, Rocky can ring me up or, you know, uh, anyone sort of in their immediate family can ring me up and, and I'll fix a problem for them. Um, you know, and... Oh, so like a, like a henchman... Type. Basically, yeah, yeah. I, I prefer um, I prefer the term like the correct answer. Correct. <laughs> or the accountant. The accountant. Um, okay. So the, they've got quite a few businesses. You know, they do a lot of property development. You know, like the, this hotel up on the coast. Uh, a lot of commercial property development, residential property development. 
uh, an olive grove and farm, building, uh, a bit of wholesaling, a bit of retailing, a bit of market space, a bit of, uh, yeah, let me, let me think. Um, we sort of, we sort of bounce around ideas of, you know, what we could do and, you know, they, they're receptive to, um, you know, me coming to them with ideas and we'll, we'll flesh it out. But basically I just, I work alongside Rocky and the family and, and just help them fix problems, right? So the problem could be anything, but basically I've, I've got a, a numbers head, I like numbers and, and, and troubleshooting and problem solving. And so that's what I'm good at. So could be anything, but uh, I'm sort of spread across a lot of businesses and that's, you know, and then the distillery, Rocky just lets me run it like it's my own. It started as his passion project. Uh, but, you know, basically said to me recently, like, if I stopped working for him, he'd probably sell the distillery because he sees it like mine, but he pays the bills, which is great, you know, best position to be in. But, um, yeah, it's, I sort of, I realised I've probably taken over and sort of turned it into my brand, my identity and made whiskey for me. And, you know, I, at shows I tell people, you know, if I had to sell whiskey uh, you know, on a real commercial scale, I feel like so much of the identity would be lost about what what we're trying to create. You know, Ben is great. He's our distiller, works full time, busts his ass to basically fix problems that I put on him. Uh, so, you know, I solve problems for the family by creating other problems for other people. Um, yeah, and, you know, between us, we just make whiskey that we love and sell it to people. Yeah, that. So how long how long have you been with the group? Uh, I think pushing eight years now. So yeah, twenty fourteen. Okay. What's what are we now? Twenty twenty. I think it's towards you know towards the end of twenty fourteen. So fifty. Yeah. Six seven. Because is that when? So so you basically joined Rocky uh, just before the distillery. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, basically, and I think I sort of come on, you know, with all all intentions of working with, you know, the guy I call our founding distiller and sort of taking over some of the production for him. But pretty quickly, you know, Rocky's got a good head when it comes to sort of working out what people are good at. And what I'm good at is fixing problems. And what I'm not good at is sitting there just running a steel, shoveling mash. Like I don't want to shovel mash and do all that sort of laborious stuff. Just I've been on the phone just talking to people, just talking. I, I I I I see that. Like, <laughs> you, you, no, seriously. You, like you said before, uh, you know, uh, charismatic and all that sort of stuff. Like, like, uh, literally, um, in the the Australian whiskey industry, there's a few people that are, um, you know, everybody knows and everybody, um, you know, um, is drawn to, and and you're one of those people. So. You know, I think it's because of your charisma, and I think it's because of your. <laughs> no, like uh, I, I suppose it. That's the main reason why I ask because you know, like the way you, the way you um, are involved in the whiskey industry, the way you, like you lend a hand, and I, I, I cheekily put a picture up um, this afternoon of of um, Mr. Meredith lifting the the barrel above his head, and, and you're in the background. You're so excited that he's actually got it up. Oh, and, and that's what that's what you like. So um, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, but this this whole industry though has been so welcoming, and uh, you know I'm still one of the newbies by by you know compared to some of the the legends in the industry. Um, but everybody's sort of come in 
you know, they they welcome everybody with open arms. And, you know, I remember the first time I invited, you know, Mr. Bill Lark and Mr. Mark Nicholson into the distillery and I was like, shoot myself, like, how do I cater to the, the whiskey greats? And they they just pull out of the backyard and they walk through and they're just talking about fishing or this or that as they walk through and they just sort of, you know, shake hands, jump around a little bit and they, you know, I'm just sort of like, all right, what do I do? They sit down on cask and they're like, all right, well, where's the bloody whiskey? You know, like, what are we doing here? There's no, you know, people that have helped build this industry, not just not just Bill Lark, but, you know, all the other people that have, you know, come along for the ride uh, and are still in this industry to the, you know, to the day, um, you know, they're all just so accepting and welcoming and we're all good mates. We all sort of shoot the shit and, and have a laugh and offer to help each other out. And, you know, it's just the good thing about that is, is if I fuck up and have no corks, I can ring somebody who's got corks and, you know, I'll yeah. get some corks. Um, there's, you know, there's enough market share for every Australian distillery to, you know, to survive. And I think everybody knows that. It's grown yeah. in, in rapid, in, you know, in a rapid pace. We were distillery number, I think, nine or 10 in Tasmania. And now I think they're up to 90 something. And that's in like seven or eight years. So, you know, that's seven or eight years, it be 180. I don't think so. I think it's sort of like there's going to be a tipping point, but um, nothing has changed. Everybody's still welcoming. There's always a few black sheep, but you know, you just they soon just get you know herded off into their own paddock and disregarded or slaughtered. So you know, <laughs> slaughtered. Well, like what with with a certain type of knife or something like that. Oh, like any any knife, I reckon. Sword. You know, <laughs> you like so uh, oh, I love knives, mate, and I and like what you've what you've been doing, like. I've I've been I've been watching uh, like this sounds really sad, but I've been watching YouTube clips of people making lives knives for for a long time. I just yeah. find it fascinating, and I've always been interested in it. Um, never thought that it was something that I could do, and um, yeah, like are you, you going to do it now? You should do it. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm desperately thinking about it. Um, yeah. Like those, that knife that you you made for. Um, for Tim Duckett's uh, fundraiser, yeah, like yeah. that was incredible. That's my first one as well. That that was, well, I mean, it was the first one I didn't fucking break or give up on, or you know, I've, I've been <laughs> been working on it for a little while, and just just it basically this whole knife thing started as it's meant to be, and and it still is just sort of therapy for me. So so much of my work I'm looking at a screen. Yeah. Uh, whether I'm at work or I'd come home oh. and get on my computer. If it wasn't on my computer, I'd be on my phone. I don't watch a lot of television. I just sort of just, it doesn't keep my focus. So even if I'm sort of watching TV, I'm on my phone. Uh, and I was like, I need a, need a hobby, just something I can do. I did a little bit of this, you know, years and years ago. And I was like, right, I'm just going to buy a forge and get into it and away we go. It'd be a cheap hobby, fucking anything but a cheap hobby. Like this is just costing me <laughs> so much money. Like, more than I would ever to rage at off on it. It's just uh, just one thing, you know, even just I live opposite Bunnings and you know, just jump oh, I just need a few things, you know, 40, 50, 60 bucks. And you do that every few, you know, every week or two weeks and it adds up so quick. Um, already burnt out one grinder, already killed one forge. Um, but for me it is just pure therapy. I go out there over the weekend of the morning, can't hear my phone ring because of the, the metal or the forge or the grinder. Uh, 
my, my lovely wife Rachel bring me out coffees. She brings me out food. She doesn't want me coming inside because we get absolutely fucking filthy. Um, and then I stay out there till I think the neighbours will get pissed off, and then I, you know, come inside. And it's great fun. It's a good hobby. You should I urge everybody to get into it? Just yeah, I, it. No, just do it. I, I, I love it. Really yeah, I personally I couldn't do it, but I love watching people at like. Yeah, you know what it is? At the end of the day, it's a cool set. But if if you've got the drive to want to learn how to do it, kudos to you. So that's why I admire your um, I admire your efforts into what you're doing, John, because yeah, you're taking the bull by the horns and you you're giving it a crack and um you know, bearing the fruits out of it, you're making some good stuff. So good on you. Yeah, look, it's uh it's a lot of fun. I, I have I guess I have a bit of an edge because my old man it was a boiler maker welder. Now he does fuck loads of woodwork. So I just go around and use all his tools. You know, I don't need to buy a drill press. You know, he gave me his welder, so I don't need to buy a welder. Um, you know, just oh. I just go around and basically getting the fix all the things I fuck up. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've basically almost completed my second knife now, which will be up for the Winter Feast uh, now. I think I posted it up today. So, oh, did you really? Yeah, I, I haven't seen. So it's a, there's, yet, there's there's a bidding bidding war happening as we speak. No, not at all. It's going to be a giveaway. Just uh, jump on the Hobart Whiskey Facebook, Instagram, or you know, okay. pop up in the chat. You're probably not ready for that, are you? Um, and yeah, <laughs> no. Just go and do it. It's just easy. You just like click few, click through a few things and uh, get your entries, and away you go. Okay, I'll do that. I'm in. I'm in. I think we'll so, in on that. so what? Hmm. What else makes makes Mr. John Jarvis tick? Like what? Like that's if that's your passion at the moment. Like it, what? What else are you doing? What else is is happening in John Jarvis's life? Not much. Not much at the moment. It's uh, it's all been a lot of focus on work, a lot of focus on knives. Um, a couple of months ago, for the first time in, I reckon over a decade, I cancelled my gym membership. I was uh you know, low, I know. I was, yeah. I was about to ask you if you're still doing powerlifting and stuff. But no, no, so that's, I, I want to get back to I, I, I just Only the of, barrels. Yeah, I just I sit at work just like lifting casts, going casts. No, I just, I sort of had burnt out of it and wasn't motivated. I thought, fuck it, just gonna rip the band aid off, gonna can the membership. Give it a few months and see what happens. And uh, I've sussed down a new gym now, and I think you know it's just a matter of finding time to get over there. But obviously, about to go into the winter feast, it's going to be a bit, bit hectic for the next ten to fourteen days. Um, but yeah, again, it's one of the things. Just helps me unwind. Just go in, move heavy things around. You know, burn off some of the adrenaline of talking to you know fuck sticks on the day on the phone all day. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so much well, of my job is just spent. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I should mean uh, loyal customers and uh, potential customers. <laughs> no, it's just um, problem solving. I spend so much time on the phone, email, computer. It's just getting away from the space is is bliss for me. Um, can Can you just keep me keep me up to date on on when you were actually going to go back to the gym? Um, and you know, just before you go back, we might have a um, arm wrestle rematch, if that's all right with you. Absolutely. Now that's fine. Any time, mate. I, um, as you know, <laughs> I've shirt off for it. So you know, 
It's going to be uh, Sydney all over again, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> just so that everybody knows, everybody listening knows, like I, I, held, I held John accountable for a couple of minutes there in an arm wrestle, so, you know. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's just because I was in hysterics. Because you know, you look like you're trying to grow a beard. Because, you know. mate, you look so good with a beard. You got to go back and grow that beard back. I, I, I think you're that. in hysterics because I was struggling to to <laughs> do anything, and you're just sitting there drinking water at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a fun night as well. That was a, another bit of another messy night, wasn't it? Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. It was good fun, though. It was great. Fun. It was. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful day. Fair bit of food and alcohol. And um, I don't know. We were there for some awards or something, right? So I we think were. That because we were outside arm wrestling. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you picked something up. But yeah, you were, I don't know where you were. I think <laughs> you might have been in the toilet or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I guess we, 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 it'd be a miss of us to have you on here and not talk about whiskey, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Because it's got banned so, over whiskey. So we, we might have to, we might have to talk about some of your releases. Like, um, Adrian, mate, when you pour your bottle, you've got to have the Hobart whiskey facing the camera, not the back of the bottle. You can't really see it anyway. It's just, there we go. I better do a top up. Yeah. That's, well, that's the even more so. What was that go. bottle? It's not a bottle, John. This little fella, uh, uh, a little one. It's little yeah, it's one. a wee one. Oh, hang on. Ah, so okay. this is a little two hundred ml bottle. Yeah, one little two hundreds. Is can you read that? Age, terribly cure. Yes. That's what that is. That that is literally what I am drinking right now. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's bigger yeah. bigger, well, yeah, it's bigger, but there's not. There's probably only 150 mils in it. So, you know. Yeah, I've I've got the bigger brother tucked away with the rest of them over there sleeping. Did you have to rearrange your shelf tonight for Hobart's up like front and center? No, they've stayed there since. They've just been that's like that whole bottom shelf is just full of Hobart. Perfect. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. He, so, he did. Uh, he did rearrange it the other last week when we had. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking the same. <laughs> <laughs> we all did the overeem last week. You have all the overeems yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the overeems. Oh no. So down down here's like all the open stuff that I drink. Um. Or that myself and my wife now drink. Now that she can drink again. Mm. But I've like overeems tucked around in that corner up there. So um, and then I've just pulled them all. Over here for display, yeah, yeah. but yours are—it's—it's it's got a full-time residency up there, yeah, so I'm not really yeah. to know that. I love you, mate. Checking, John. Need, oh, needed yeah. the access, right? <laughs> quick, quick access for the Hobart stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah, all yeah, like that's it. Because <laughs> there's double yeah. handling as well when you get down the tube. Um, I am disappointed though. You didn't invite me on to guest host with uh, Jane and Mark last week. I mean, was that by their mm -hmm. request? Because. You know, I was gonna uh, again, afraid so, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Your, rep they, your reputation procedure. We we did put it out there. In fact, they're, they're not the first ones that we put it out there. With and, and they, <laughs> yeah, they the ones that don't respond when you ask. Yeah. We might have to stop because a few people that we've we've suggested that to have, have yeah, ghosted us. <laughs> I'm not sure what that's about. 
<laughs> so, uh, well, the cherry liqueur cask, like I, I, one of the best things or one of the things that I love about Hobart whiskey is the, what do you call it? Innovation. Like it, it's a, mm. like what you guys do. Um, I think the maple cask was something that you guys did first um, and absolutely blew everybody away with. Um, mm. And the cherry liqueur is, is, oh man, it is close to my my favourite Hobart um, yeah, right. release. Okay. I, I absolutely love it. Um, and if, um, oh, See, that's, that's good on you, good said, on you, Alex. Good enough on said. You. Enough said. Enough said. I was writing tasting notes for our winter piece this year. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think that whole thing again comes back to the fact we sort of have a bit of luxury with what we do. So we can do a bit of experimentation. Uh, last year, Ben came to me and he uh, wanted to make a barrel-aged cherry liqueur. Um, that's great. Love the idea. And then I sort of, Ben has these great ideas. It's a bit like a beer series. He comes to me and he sort of does something and I just take it. And I like just make it so much bigger and so much more difficult. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I, I sort of forgot until I was looking through emails today, but that uh, barrel-aged cherry liqueur took out Australia's best fruit liqueur in the 2022 World Whiskey Awards. Um, I haven't promoted it because I haven't got any liqueur left, right? So, you know, can't sell it anyway. Um, the maple stuff, that was sort of a bit of, bit of dumb luck. In 2019, we did the winter feast for our first one. I wanted a limited release for it, so we finished the whiskey in this rum maple cask and sort of just took people by surprise. I mean, I didn't expect people would get so excited about it. And most people didn't really get excited about it until it was sold out. Then they realised they couldn't get any more. Uh, so, yeah, 2020, we did the bourbon maple. 2021, we made a maple stout. You can see a bit of a pattern going on here. Yeah, and this year, so we've um, we sort of had to double down, I guess, and do something quite a bit different. So, yeah, we uh, took... Took a cask up to a bacon smokehouse and left it in their smokehouse for a while to, you know, infuse the cask with bacon smoke and fucking knows it did. Uh, and then we filled that with maple syrup, uh, natural maple syrup, and let that just season in it. And then we pulled that out and we bottled the maple syrup. And I think there's only a handful of people that might have tried it. Did you try it, Brad, when you were down for the whiskey weekend? Yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. And Alex has tried it as well. Um, and then so we bottled that sort of bacon smoked maple syrup now we've finished the whiskey in it which yeah is this one right here that i was writing tasting notes on it's like how many times can you write bacon and maple in a tasting note before it is literally just bacon maple but um pretty exciting yeah that'll be going out thursday yeah thursday you your supers ready to like get people to say you know if they want access sign up to the newsletter i hope so i mean it's not like a, a half-assed operation is it no no definitely not not anymore no. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be well, trust me go, maybe go back to the early episodes we promise we'll be we'll be better for the next episode so <laughs> so um oh, i like i like uh, that description i like that yeah, description yeah there you go yeah yeah Thanks, oh, for that, mate. I'm really looking forward to sharing this with people. It's, um, yeah, sort of like even more different. I know that some people that don't sort of maybe like the fact we do so much experimentation, but I mean, we'll have some fun with it, right? Like, what's the point in doing it if we're not going to have fun? Alex, Alex, just I'm a little bit disappointed 
Um, <laughs> I, I'm surprised you know you you think that breakfast is anything but liquid. Um, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there, but yes, you can take a bow. Nice work, Alex. <laughs> So, so apart from that, are there any other special releases? You know, oh, in these barrels, these barrels yeah, behind me that, we, that you can tell us <laughs> about or, look, or not? No. Uh, just we've we've got a, another stout cast that's almost ready. Uh, not sure what to do with it. So the beer cast we did a little while ago have gone pretty well. Uh, again, one of Ben's ideas comes to me. He wanted to do like eight barrel aged beer, and so I was like, well, fuck it, let's do four of them, which was. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. I've got the smoky um, red rye at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yes, porter, uh, stout, ginger beer, and smoky red ale. Uh, Peter cask, yeah. So, that's, I think, very, very close. I'm thinking like maybe July, August close. So, oh, wow. You've been a bit on the quiet side. Hill Rock you, you've been a bit like Hogarth's been very quiet, like this first half of the year so like surely we we can expect some some real crazy things to follow yeah I, mean, it's sort of, I don't know how it happened so we just sort of this year we did a Lefroy cask with the guys at drink has uh, we did a cognac cask with um the guys at the whiskey list and we sort of just neglect our own oh fuck here we go <laughs> <laughs> right i yeah. Hey, Ben, how are you going, mate? How are you doing? You haven't opened this fucking thing? Hey. What's that? Keep going, keep going. All right, okay, yeah. Um, so, Lefroy cask, I think, yeah, maybe July, August this year. Um, and I've got another Petritus cask that we've got coming on. Uh, we've got a Madeira, we've got our eye on. We sort, of, we sort of have a few bits and pieces. I really want to do another cask strength bourbon as well. Just um, as many people know, I'm a sucker for bourbon cask, but you know it's got to be got to be really good. Be amazing to do another single cask, but you know the only single cask we've done is with barrel and batch. But yeah, again, it's just so hard to pull off. So even the barrel and batch, there we go, the barrel and batch five year old single cask. I yeah. feel it could have been just a tiny bit better with a little bit more, you know, battered in, whether a tiny bit of sherry or a little bit of a little bit of peat or something, just to make it more rounded whiskey, but. Ray, Ray being Ray, like absolutely frost over single cask. So, but that was a very big bourbon cask whiskey. That was amazing stuff. Mm. Just super tropical fruits. That loved it. So, very robust. But it, that's you know what? It's it's Hobart whiskey in its purest, really. And that's what we love about it. Like, not saying that being like a Hobart whiskey fan, but. <laughs> Saying that as a whiskey enthusiast, like as a whiskey drinker, so yeah, it's it, it's good stuff. I love it, mate. You're such a wordsmith. Like you just, you know, put it out there beautifully. Hobart whiskey is good. That's what I drew away from that. So it, it, it's good, or, good, or, 
It's more better than the rest of them. Yes. <laughs> What did I say before he came on? Before we went live, I yeah. called it. I know exactly. You, you did. You, you called it. You called it. I so, <laughs> so you got any actually, more? while we're while we're talking, while, while we're talking about <laughs> um, Barrel and Batch, like, uh, are there other collaborations happening at the moment? I, I mean, I know a, a particular one or two. What what are one or two you know of? Well. Um, Somebody that made a couple of comments right at the start of this this uh, this episode, Mr. Yeah. Justin Farmer's got a couple of collaborations oh, going on there. Yeah, yeah, we got we got a handful of private casts. You know, in twenty twenty, I just got sick of people asking if they can buy a private cast, so I gave people the opportunity to. Um, and uh, I thought we might sell like five or six private casts. We fucking sold like. 25 or 30 of them, which is awful mm. because now I've got to deal with 25 or 30 private casts at some point, but that's just a problem for future, John. I'm not going to worry about that for now. Um, but yeah, look, we, Justin Farmer, obviously big, big personality, big whiskey hopes and dreams and uh, recently done his first release, which it's not bad, you know, quite like it. Uh, I even told Brett Steele, probably my best spirit thief whiskey I've had, so uh, Justin should be really proud with that. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah I, uh, having, having chats with other people all the time. I mean, we don't really put down private casks, so most of the time for your bottling, it's based off the fact we've you know found something we thought's not not shit, and uh, and we've worked it or gone it to a point or started having a conversation with somebody about you know this might work best for at least. Um, yeah, so it's a bit in the works, but you know I. You put me on the spot without my notes and without my my cast records. I, no, no, no. It's it's more a general question around you know like what you guys are doing ongoing. You know, like is mm. is are you are you still taking orders for private casts? Are you still oh, you know open no. to barrel picks and that sort of stuff? Yeah. Look, we, okay. we do like very 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 few private casks now, and typically the people that might put down a cask with us are people that we already have some relationship with. So, you know, it might be somebody that's uh, bought bottles from us before and wants to do something a little bit different or someone like Justin that had one and have that conversation. And again, a lot of what we do is just, you know, it's a, it's this mateship thing between us, you know, like if any of you guys bring me out on the private cask, yeah, maybe we'll have that conversation. But uh, the, the Joe Blows that uh, just sort of, email me out of the blue, not overly interested because they're not, that's not what we're here for. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's got a question for you. He's on mute though. Yeah. Have you what? hit the mute button on yourself? Oh, hang on. I fucking did, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> what's with the closet? What's go? What's his story about the closet? Tell us about the closet. Alex said, mentioning something about a closet. Oh, the closet drink. Ah, the secret closet drink. I was going to say, says the bloke that's sitting in the closet at the moment. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Give him my fucking secret. Come on. Jeez. Don't tell everybody when he's coming out of the closet. That's for sure. 
this is this is deteriorated rapidly tonight. I'll like, tell you like, what, because... with this fucking bottle, See, I don't think I'll ever come out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, this is good. Is... My That's uh, fantastic. Whiskey that turns you. <laughs> the whiskey that turns you. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's a tasting. What, what do you have to say about that, John? <laughs> no, no, fuck. All right, so closet drink. Um, so I guess I, I drink what I like. I don't, I've never really cared too much about what I drink and how I drink it. I really, really, really want to be like a wine wanker. I want to drink more wine. Um, but I just don't really? like wine. So it makes it hard. Uh, so it's quite a bit of, you know, like olive oil stuff with Rocky with his palm and, you know, tasting olive oil and that sort of stuff, blending olive oil. And I feel like there's a big overlap between whiskey, olive oil, and wine. Um, but it's really hard to get into wine. Uh, I love cocktails. I fucking love cocktails. I don't care what sort of cocktail it is. I just, but I'm fucking notoriously lazy when it comes to drinking. Like my cocktails are made of whiskey and nothing, just whiskey and glass. Um, so typically when I go out, I love just ordering cocktails from a bar, from a good bar that knows how to make cocktail. Honestly, I wouldn't even know what a bad cocktail was. I'm not fancy. So, so there you go. So yeah, yeah. what's um? <laughs> thing is, right? Like the pretty pink ones. It, it, like if they taste good or they have alcohol in them, or in fact, it doesn't matter. Like who who's going to walk up to me and be like, you know, you can't drink that? I would well, love. That. Well, I think the last. The last guy was Tristan, right? And he got, he, he got, he got, he got smacked in the bar in Melbourne. Hey, <laughs> loved it. So, no, no, like, so which, which, which bar is your, your go to bar in Hobart? Uh, gold bar. Sort of thing. 100%. The gold bar? Okay. If, if nobody's been to the gold bar, you've got to go to the gold bar. Ian, Ian's taken yeah. there. Phenomenal. Normally, I just uh, prop myself up with Rach in the corner. Uh, and Ian is people just like feed us cocktails and brands, and we talk to people. It's a bit of like that crossover. I've seen a lot of similarities between hats and hats in the gold bar, sort of like a bit of that hospital crowd. You know, I met a guy that was uh <laughs> fully, you know, I can't remember where he said he was from, but he had like huge black makeup and singlet, and he was just having like his, his you know, break pint at hats and hats. And I've got talking to him. And I should remember what the conversation was, but I don't remember shit. So um, the gold bar is great. Sort of feel that hospital vibe. You still get some foot traffic and never that busy that you've got to yell at people to have a conversation, but never quiet. Mm -hmm. yourself feeling like you shouldn't be sitting at a bar drinking by yourself. So, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, gold how, often, how often do you do that, John? Sit in a bar drinking by yourself? Oh, not often. It's normally at all the time because just way cheaper and just way easier yeah. to get the best. You know, so um, yeah, me, me too. The guys at IXL, Long Bar, and Hobart are great. Evolve are great. There's, there's a lot of great bars in Hobart. So, is everyone in the stream been to Hobart? Yeah, it was a long time ago, though. I was down there for the oh, Target Tasmania back in 2000. I think it was 2000, 2001. Something years ago. Yeah, right. I know, man. I know. I've got to get Why back down there. Back down? It's too far. No, it's not too far. I just haven't had, uh, just haven't had the opportunity. John, John hasn't looking invited right down you, there. Right? Well, there's that too. <laughs> um, I see now which is now. which is really weird. I mean, look at you guys, you, you, you twins for crying out loud! I, I mean, wear I, the, I same, wear the same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. 
Oh, I didn't have a whole bunch of Hey, uh, Brad, make sure you hashtag hashtag Jim Junkies and uh, Under Armour, Jim Beards, and all that. We'll get heaps of followers, mate. First sponsor, mate. Um, Under Armour, you can't can't mention Ginger on the the, no, Jim, Jim, not Ginger. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 (laughs) (laughs) don't put words into my mouth. You can put whiskey in my mouth, but don't put words in my mouth. Only a ginger can um, call another ginger ginger. Um, why is that? Who's on the screen tonight? Is he Who's that? Sorry. Who? Michael Edwards. Is that your mate from the stream? Yeah. Yeah. yeah apparently, apparently he's a bit of a sulky. He, he, he had a, a bit of a headache, so he, he wasn't. Uh, yeah, right. Not tonight. Yeah, on sick. Is <laughs> uh, he the reason I'm not allowed to guest host? Like, is it him like blocking me because he, you know, doesn't like that that interaction? That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think it's an alpha male thing. You know, Jarvis, do you yeah. remember? You remember Amanda. what distillery the ex bevan cast came from? Uh, that one, I'm pretty 99% sure that was an 80 liter Hill Rock distillery cast. Oh my god, no, wonder they're so good. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Never... There you go. Hill rock. Fuck. Quite a few 40, 50, and 80 litre hill rock casks. And uh yeah. I'm gonna mute myself. <laughs> <laughs> we can still see you, Vic. It's alive, mate. <laughs> but you can't hear me, so less editing for Wes no, when he puts right. it up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this I is really great, mate. That. My God, this is one of the best mm. x casts I've tried. I just can't believe See, it. That's what I like about you, You're like, you, it's, it's good stuff. The best liar. Really it's beautiful. I love it. You, you just like, tell me what I need to hear. My only regret, oh, yeah. my only regret is I didn't get another one. So this will yeah. be forever gone once it's finished. Have you got oh, any more? No, In about 20 no, minutes will be gone. Be Does Ray got any more? I know a guy. Do I look like Ray? No, no. Come on. <laughs> I've been Melbourne for him, and people were mistaking us as you know the same guy. No, not really. There's no chance of that. But, yeah. He's only out. like he's only like three feet shorter than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I realised I was in Melbourne. I should have taken the cardboard cutout of him. I could have had him. <laughs> <laughs> the Randy. The Randy. Yeah. Yeah. The Randy. Yeah. Um, I've seen Alex's comment about the best dive bar in Hobart. Uh, I wouldn't call it a dive bar, but Grinners is the dive bar. You've got to go to Grinners. Basically, that's the hospital bar Grinners. after every single other bar is shut. So um, there was one night there where it's a bit of a big night uh, at the Gold Bar, which resulted in a lot of pain and blood and bruises. And uh, the Gold Bar, Ian was showing up the Gold Bar. And then... Um, we went to Grinners. Like a handful of us went up to Grinners. No, we had a few beers and I think we had a toasty as well or a taco or something. So that's like yeah, the best right. place to go once everyone else has shut their doors and you know, every respectful respectful person has gone home to bed. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, that there's a lot of similarities between the gold bar, Grinners and hats and hats. So, mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like there, there tends to be when you when you get on it, there tends to be a bit of blood, doesn't there? <laughs> <laughs> the, 
this this wasn't my fault though. Like basically, I um, I was at the goal bar. Who, who to, did you tackle? Who no, did you tackle? no, no. Look, no. This was this was uh, uh this is my my tackle scar from the whiskey weekend. Uh, <laughs> oh, Molly Crawford is a scar. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny, you legend. Um, no, so the the night of Grinners though that. Night was on the goal bar. Went to a club like 50 meters away with my mate at the underground club because he knew the DJ. And um, yeah, no, I probably shouldn't tell this story. No, this is a story. <laughs> we need to tell this story, too, Alex. Too fucking late, mate. You started. No. Everyone's in no, suspense. No. Come on, finish it. <laughs> finish it. Come on. Maybe, maybe we save that for the after party. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> say it. <laughs> That's why people tune into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. This Alex on the stream today. She's like a mediator. Where's, yeah. where's Alex? Save it for the Patreon. Why isn't Alex Save here? it for the Patreon. Said nobody ever. Alex is yeah, a major. Like, really? you want? What do you want about? <laughs> <laughs> she started that conversation. <laughs> Bring Alex on. I, I'm actually, I'm actually just uh, going to have a little bit of uh, the old chocolate. Chocolate. Is that chocolate? the oh, chocolate? the one that you did? The one he didn't share with anybody, Brad, and didn't tell anybody. I remember that a few weeks back. Who? Who didn't share it? Me or him? Both. Oh. <laughs> 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 the cans into sample tubes. Um, but I hope just putting your batch online now. We are having a new batch available. So, it's yeah. terrible, guys. I like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't drink it all then. We're making I'm a sure boozy hot is. chocolate I'm out sure of that. Bread. Boozy hot it's, chocolate it's, out of that at the wind feast. It's actually a bit hard to drink, which isn't a bad thing. But then what happens? You mean like you, you get a chew on it? Cast, you get a whiskey bourbon cask, tip it in over the top, swatch it around. You have like a boozy whiskey oh. chocolate. Jeez! If only I had a uh, another bottle of Hobart bourbon, whiskey <laughs> bourbon cask. <laughs> Why did you kill Adrian? You were killing something before Adrian. What did you kill? Oh, Mate, that was the um, the, that was the rye, the smoky rye. There's still a, still a little yeah. bit in there, mate. I reckon there's a good three mil in there still. You haven't drained that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Hang on. Oh, I we'll broke it again. Lucky it's fucking empty. You push it in too far. Yeah, It'll go in the infinity bottle later. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of Lucky's glasses at the moment. It's actually all Hobart, um, Hobart sample infinity glass. That's what that is. That's... Literally got bourbon cask, a pair of cask, <laughs> rum finish. Um, what was the other one that I put away? Twenty. Oh, the dregs cask. The what cask? The dregs cask. The dregs cask. Yeah. What? Right. The did dregs. I, when did I the, send you the dregs cask? You sent that to anybody that done the barrel and batch blending event. Right. That was like a dozen of us. Um, yeah. So that's mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. Okay. I've got a few Dregs cast samples kicking around. I love Dregs casks. Um, it's fun. 
it's sort of like that romance like where you can't hate it because there's just so much going on right so you just got to drill yeah. down and let the flows uh mr edwards what can you buy online at my he's fucking got shopping he's supposed to be here with father and he's fucking shopping for whiskey <laughs> in, um, uh, type in, in banner get 10 percent off at the whiskey show in Sydney, we launched our new four range whiskey, <laughs> which is our finished in Pedro Imanez cask, Solera. Uh, mm-hmm. Rated yeah. best whiskey at show. Um, wow. Sold out of all the stock that I took, uh, mainly because, again, I've got a very aggressive selling tactic, which just involves me yelling at people till they buy things. Um, <laughs> so we've got our Solera online, we've got our signature, which is our bourbon cask core range. Did you uh, say you have a PX for sale now? We do. It's core range, mate. What do you? you I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, it's it's actually, uh, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. been on, know, so, um, it might have been on three percent. Yeah, yeah. in stock, and we have our whiskey liqueur as well, which got the best liqueur. A show as well. So, oh, sorry. So, which when you said before that um, was it? Oh, that was the honey honey liqueur, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we um, that is great at whiskey shows because people are going around drinking whiskey. Their palates get completely dehydrated. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they come and have like some sugary whiskey liqueur. Still thirty five percent. Still like got a bit of kick to it, but with honey and orange zest and sugar and you know a few spices. I can sell loads of it. It shows people love it. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. Nice. It sounds awesome. It does. <laughs> There's only one Victor Nunez. That's <laughs> 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 no, funny. So you're talking uh, about talking about along with talking about. Oh, sorry, Adrian, go. Oh, I was just <laughs> going to say, along with all that, John, you've got this um, this special release coming out as well on Thursday ish. The the maple bacon. Yeah, so our winter beef release uh, 200 bottles. Uh, it'll go live on Thursday at 1 o'clock through our newsletter. One, two, three, uh, 197 so bottles. 197 bottles. 197. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> 195 bottles. It's, we, you know, it's one of the things. It has to be a small batch. Um, and But it's also so unique. I, I do expect it to sell out pretty rapidly. Um, because I also need to hold mm-hmm. a few bottles for the actual wind piece itself. Um, but I can't wait to share it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm meant to be writing tasting notes tonight, but I'm absolutely not. I'm just going to make them up. <laughs> nice. the I mean, I'm just do it now. Do, do, do it now, I you. It's easy just to Google go for it when you type in maple syrup and see what it suggests. And Vanilla, Fisherman's Garden. Yeah. Pencil <laughs> shavings, usual stuff. <laughs> Christmas yeah, cake. Incontinence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, band-aids, band-aids, the whole lot, mate. There's just yeah, yeah, like a whole uh, spectrum. Band-aids, band-aids, it's a uh, LaFroidcast for sure. So yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> Fisherman's Garden yeah, is always uh, going to be my favourite. <laughs> that's, that's the best one ever. And then yeah, limited release. I say limited release. So basically, our our release will be coming out July, August as well. Maybe in time for Whiskey Week. We're talking about doing a boiler maker event with our Ian from the Gold Bar pairing a beer with that, but we're not sure if we'll be able to pair a beer easily with a Lafroy cask. I suggested something sort of like a bit grassy and you know, maybe like a, a 
wheat beer is a wheat beer a thing? I don't really do beer. Oh, if only we knew somebody that was into boilermakers, dude, like a boilermaker Monday or something. That was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't seen a boilermaker Monday for a while, so yeah, you know, sort of oh. Yeah, it dropped right off for a little while there. But can't imagine why. Nah, nah, I wouldn't for for the life of a baby as to think why it dropped off, but yeah. I uh, good thing I might see you this weekend that I was in Melbourne at the show. But nah. That's all right. That's all right. All, right. all good. I'm I'm slowly starting to get back out to events and get back to like a normality with the whiskey scene so yeah i'll you'll Is see it this if you're self-conscious because you shaved your beard off and you don't want to be seen like in public or he's like like yeah, samson he hasn't got no, his powers no, anymore people, yeah. people have seen it people do ask the question <laughs> what the hell happened are you john's younger brother is that the only reason you did it as a conversation starter <laughs> No, it was legitimately because my child <laughs> discovered that point in my beard. It's the point where the chin meets the neck, that real soft bit in the skin, and the hair that grows I haven't off seen that, that in my years. daughter. <laughs> well, I haven't <laughs> seen five years until now. So, so Rachel, was like, no, but I mentioned that Rach, you had shaved your beard off, and her first thought was, "Yeah, because it's just like only on beard." <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty oh, much wow. what it was. Rach is very switched on, isn't she? She's very, very clever. Oh, she is. Yeah, like sometimes too clever. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, what what is she? That she's mean? studying psychology at the moment. <laughs> And, uh, I'm really oh, no. oh no! Oh no! John. <laughs> so you keep your conversations very limited with her, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just listens a lot. Uh, just just listen. Sold. You know, professional advice for answer this question. So. Rachel's for those that don't know, Rachel is an absolute gun, and she does quite a few things for Hobart whiskey as well. Yeah. That John should make more mention of. I, I think the door. Like, <laughs> she, she is the rock of the distillery for me. Like, she um, she basically keeps me in line. She does all of our dispatch, all of our labeling, all of our, you know, just basically like product tracking and logistics. Um, and on top of all that, just sort of is my grounding rod for ideas and everything. So, you know, quite often I spend a lot of time on the fucking rocky, and we do a lot of brainstorming quite often we'll come to a solution that we think will work for whatever we're doing or myself and Ben or other people other businesses that I work for Rocky for uh, and then Rach as well sort of like that next level where I take an idea to her and she sort of picks it apart again um, and that all again comes back to my whole thing where so much of my job is just talking because I think better when I'm talking about something but I can't talk to myself because it's crazy you don't get a response uh, so I talk to people and mm. You know, basically, you know, we hit people through business and then and then Rach as well. So she's amazing. Um, yeah, she she likes to sort of just be in the sidelines. I bet she's listening in now. She's probably up at the other end of the house listening to everything we're saying. Uh, she's got like Good. you know, you know, bat, bat oh, like not online. No, no, she'll just you know she's out there. Oh, oh. Rachel, I'm hurt. I'm, no, I'm, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get. 
We've got to because, get our views up, mate. Because we need exactly. to get our <laughs> views up. And, and look, I think we've already lost Alex, like our, our one biggest fan for tonight. Even she's full I know, fun. I know. Yeah. She's gone quiet. Well, it's a probably, yeah, help you know, man, it's probably past her, past her bedtime, really. So, you know, <laughs> it's not surprising. That's enough to pull her back mm. on the live saying, what? Exactly. Yeah, no, but no. she's definitely gone for sure. Yeah. No. Vic, Vic, mate, you shouldn't have uh, you shouldn't have bailed, Vic, because uh, there is a special release coming out on Thursday. So I hope you haven't spent all your whiskey money for this month because uh, you don't want you to miss out on the Thursday special release, mate. I've been, Being I've the, been uh, maple bacon, mate. I've been fucking working twenty one days nonstop. I got fucking plenty of cash <laughs> to fucking buy with. Oh, good, you can buy me one. <laughs> Given how punctual he was for tonight's stream, like he's going to miss out on the sale anyway. So I always yeah. fucking miss out on sales. Always, I always get the leftovers. <laughs> Barrel and bash yeah, and everything. <laughs> but that's why, because John was actually talking about how he loves doing private cars for people. So just yeah, because you do your twenty-one days straight, just I have to. No, nah, nah, mate. For all bars, I have to work two hundred yeah, days straight. They're not cheap, private cars. <laughs> Vic, Vic. <laughs> You're going to call a Vic's pick. <laughs> Vic's pick. That's what I reckon. Jeez, you wouldn't want to say that when you're drunk. I've got a sample here. I don't know who who sent me these. Who sent the twenty? What is it? Twenty-one dash double zero five. Thanks, Brad. It's it's fucking delicious. I think. Thank you. It's good. So that, one, that one took out a category win for the World Whiskey Awards in 2022. Really. Yeah, oh. uh, I think it was a no age oh, statement, single malt, something, something. I don't know, like category win. So, but this cask, yes, Brad, you too, that's, you're that's too generous. One. You are too generous, Brad. Cheers to you, mate. Thank you, my he friend. But see, the, mate, thing, I, the funny thing that, with awards, right, is I actually felt like that needed rounding out with a bit of bourbon cask batting into it. So, it just shows how little I know. Uh well, come on now. Like that's not what it's about. It's a, it's. You're talking about the London um, whiskey awards. I don't think they're big yeah, fans well, of bourbon casks. John, John's John's got a real got a real bourbon palate, like big time, right? So you know, like it, it might. It, it's it's more a case of just a different palate, I would suggest. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm not no, no, seriously. I, and that's the thing. I do love. Um, I try to make sort of whiskey sort of as rounded as possible. I think, and you know, to my palate, that's that's what I do. Um, yeah. So horses to courses, and that's the best thing about whiskey. And that's that's what I tell people when I go to whiskey shows. Like, I'm not going to stand in front of them and say, you know, this is the best whiskey you have. It's not even the best whiskey at the show. Whatever, whatever. Um, it's more just like I make whiskey for me, and I sell it to people. And I'm not offended if somebody stands in front of me and they're like, it's not for me. Well, they don't say that normally, like, I don't like it. That's fine. I, they don't need to like it because if everybody likes the same whiskey, we would all be making the exact same whiskey. But I'm so glad right. you said that. I've got, I've, I've got a confession. I, that, that, I don't think there's been a Hobart release that I haven't liked. Yeah. Mm. I like you, Brad. You're my favourite mystery tonight. <laughs> no, you know what? Yeah. Are you in the closet, Brad? Are you in the closet? Did you just, did you just um... no, I, no, 
mate, I can tell you're in the closet right now. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. No, I've, back, I've got bread back in your, in closet, back in your closet. <laughs> I, I, so, okay, so I, I'm, I'm going to say what I think about Hobart whiskey. The thing that I like the most about Hobart whiskey, um, and I've said this from the very first time that I've tasted Hobart whiskey, is that you guys release, you guys release higher ABV whiskey, like car strength type whiskey that doesn't taste like car strength like whiskey. It's just so much flavor. Um, that, like uh, Vic's talking about the, the Tawny release just now. Um, the other one that, that absolutely springs to mind for me is uh, there was a Sherry release that you guys did. Um, and I would suggest that that was like a, a Sherry bomb to match the likes of McAllen and, and Glendronic, et cetera. Um, and and I, I I put it down to the way that you guys I, I don't know what it well I, I think it's just the way that you guys release it at the right ABV I I, I don't know I, I, where does the water come from good there we go that's right uh -oh. <laughs> no, we might wrap we knew this it was fucking coming <laughs> where where do you want the water to come from. It starts with T and ends in app. On the clouds, I guess. <laughs> I look up. Every time. First thing I do when I go to work, I look up. Is it raining? Am I going to go home today? Okay, sorry. So, um, we do take a bit of time with our whiskey. So uh, our rum release we did uh, between Christmas and New Year last year, we, we had that in stainless for like four months. It, just, it was ready to come out of wood, but it wasn't ready to put in the bottle. So... Um, you know, we've taken uh, lessons from people that have done this longer, way longer than I have. Tim Duckett, especially, where he talks about feeding his whiskies or like airing them and stuff like that. We'll get whiskey out of wood, we'll put it in stainless, we'll let it breathe. Uh, we do a lot based on gut feeling and instinct. You know, we might leave it in stainless for three months, stir it, put it in the sun, let it breathe. Uh, mix back up and then we might be like all right let's put it in another cask and you know toast the cask try and pull out some of those soften it up a little bit quite often we can't explain why or what we do why we do it but we do it just based on gut feeling and instinct so uh and then what we do is we get whiskey in a bottle and then we'll just we'll let it sit for like you know two three four weeks and then try it again just because i feel like whiskey changes once it's settled out put in a bottle and you cork it up and for a dram it's like all right we still have to sell this um and you know if at any point throughout this process we're like no we can't it's not coming on it's not doing what we want we can't get it where we want we either leave it longer or we put it back in wood or we move it around we do just do that so yeah it's a bit of a not not even finesse but just sort of it's a luxury that we can do this though you know not every distillery small distillery can do this um, and ultimately, our water comes from the tap, and we run it through reverse osmosis to pull out all of the shit. Vic, there you go. Do you put do you put anything in it? Anything back in it? In the water? Yeah. No, no, not a thing. So once it goes, once it gets filtered through osmosis, that's it. Whatever you get out of it, it's that's what it. goes in. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah. Enough. Is that the answer you want? What's, what's the right answer to that question? Well, well, I know a few distilleries to do that. You have to do that in the big cities, really. Albert's not that big of a city. It's pretty clean, especially you get the fresh air coming from Antarctica. But some of the other cities, you do have to uh, 
you can drink tap water basically. But um, yeah. One thing I was going to say about the London, going back to the London Whiskey Awards, without taking anything back from them. To me personally, bourbon cask is the best cask for any type of whiskey, yep. whether it's a Scotch or Tasmanian whiskey. Yeah, you know, to me it's the best cask. But uh, I don't think they they're very big. They're big fans of. What do you got there? Ooh, is that barrel? Yeah, it's barrel. Uh, whiskey yeah. lid. Nice. Barrel. That is a great, <laughs> great whiskey. Because I, I love bourbon. I love bourbon cask whiskey. You know, it's just. Yes. Have you have you have you heard our podcast with um, with the, the big man from Two Ninety One? Uh, no, I, I, maybe I don't know. Michael Myers. I so. Yeah, you got to listen. Oh, to that. that's my one, John. I can see that because it's got like the white line around the sticker. Distillers Collection Bourbon Rum. See, I that was one of my all-time favorite releases, um, and I know they probably won't listen to this, but I feel like it was wasted on them because I ended up selling it for them anyway through the channel. But I really enjoyed that. It was so fruity, so much tropical fruit, so much rum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, enjoy it. Have you got your phone there, uh, John? Andy? Which me or John? Which John? John from Melbourne. Yeah. I sent I sent a sample of Albert all the way to New York, and um, I want to know what cask it was because I cannot remember. I'll send you the number of the cask, John, and you let us know. Give me a sec. I, I, hopefully, I don't drop out. <laughs> That's a nude, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's what, yeah, yeah, send it through. I can still fucking hear you. <laughs> John, John, sorry, Jarvis, you, you're talking about um, earlier, you're talking about shows. Like, where can we see you? Where, where are you going in the next little while? Well, I'll be at the Wind Feast next week. And then I've got nothing else planned. Um, shows are shows are difficult because you know basically I, I fly around and I went to Sydney to launch our Solera and it was great, like huge response, and I love the event. I love the guys running the show, um, but commercially it's probably not overly viable to go and do that heaps of times. Um, I'm hoping and planning to get up to Brisbane on the eighth of October for the whiskey show, but only as a punter. I don't, I don't know if I'll have. Story. Yes. I think I, I think I just want to go as a punter and sort of like take it in and because I've sort of realized a lot of um so much what I do again is just talking to people and interacting with people and I can do that without standing there pouring whiskey for them all day. So um, yeah, and other show well, I, I don't know. I mean there's a plan. I've chatted with people about Queensland with Mott Whiskey Show, I think it is as well, but Mate, it, it gets expensive. Like I hop on a plane, I need accommodation. You know, Ubers. Not in uh, Brisbane, you don't. Yeah, yeah, but you you sort of still need to factor that into the budget. And I was chatting to some people about this on the weekend. Like we go to these shows, and some of these some of these vendors pour thousands of dollars worth of whiskey. You know, to people that are already their customers, and it's great for brand loyalty and engagement, which is some what some of these big brands need, but when we're talking small brand, like that really eats into the actual like operations of the business. So I love what David and Larry, Ollie, Chris, Emma, and Scott have done. 
like I really do love the events and want to do as many as I can and I will do as many as I can but um, to be honest I'm just a bit I'm probably a bit burnt out of traveling I've done a fair bit of traveling in the last three months I did Sydney Melbourne Melbourne well that's it it's like three trips and I'm you go to Canberra aren't you what's that you going to Canberra this month I think no, I don't think so oh no don't think so don't think I'll be there who's going to be there because I think uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone else. When are you supposed to go to Canberra this month, or next well, month? Maybe. Uh, there, there might, there might be a chance that our Hobart whiskey will be there, but I won't be there. So I won't be the same. You know, it won't be the same because I was fucking going to go. If you were going to go, I was going to drive down. It's only two hours from my place. How the fuck are you going to drive two hours? Have drinks and then drive two hours home? No, I'll sleep there. I'll stay there. Just what curl up under the counter. You know. No, Canberra's Canberra is just Parliament. No, back in, all that back Canberra the is is Parliament, a few restaurants and bars, and hotels. That's all that fucking is in uh, Canberra. I, I haven't, I haven't written and, and a military uh, museum. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I'll let you know. If it you go let me know, I'll bring a bottle of um, Wild River and we can smash it in the park in the grounds of Parliament House and get arrested. <laughs> See, it's, in it's, a brown paper bag, mate. You got to bag it. It's because everybody's so generous. So it's like you go to this event, and you're like, you're going to be responsible. I, I wanted know, to make perfect. it. I wanted. Sorry, Jarvis. I wanted to make it to the that um, whiskey list chow that you had, but I was freaking working all weekend. I had what a bottle of uh, carrying a bottle of, on my bag all weekend, and then anyway, I was that. What was that like? Was it nice? Did you guys um enjoy? Was that Sydney? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a great weekend. Um, like absolutely love the weekend. So I flew in on Thursday. Uh, my mate Ray Daniel from Barrel of Ash Webster's picked me up, took me to the Brown Foreman Industry Dinner that we were late to because they lost my fucking luggage as I landed. Literally, the carousel's done two laps with nothing on it. Who's the airline? Who was the airline? Jetstar? Jetstar. Uh, fucking who else? But it's the it, worst it, fucking Jetstar it, in the world, uh, airline in the world. <laughs> it showed up though, like and it just came out of the carousel. This was my case full of whiskey. That's all it had in it. Like I had all my clothes, everything, but this is my case of whiskey. Uh, Ray picked me up, took me to the Brown Foreman Industry dinner with a Stuart Buchanan, the rest of the Brown Foreman guys. Great night. Ray drove me back to his place. We just, just had a few drinks till like 3.30 in the morning, as you do with Ray. Um, we talked shit. We caught up because we're good mates. We get along really well. Obviously, I was staying in this place. And then uh, at like 6.30, after sleeping at 3.30, I woke up to like his son, like elbow, elbow dropping me in the head. You know, it's beautiful. I love it. It's amazing. Went to the whiskey shop Friday, three-hour session. Kid. Thing. Um, and I was like, fuck it. Tonight, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to go back to Ray's place. I'm staying there. Not going to drink till stupid o'clock. Just give an early night. Away from the show, like we're both starving, hungry, we hadn't eaten. We stopped at Macca's and like just gorged ourselves on the exact same order. Like me and him, we're like, you know, we're like this, we're like this, what we want, like, yes. We, we sat in the car park and just played eight Macca's. Went to his place, had a few drinks. His brother was there, like 3 30. Fuck, here we go again. But, you know, crash on the couch. His dog stopped bailing on me and whatever. whatever. And it was like 6 30 again, like just waking up by his kids. Love the bits, love the whole family, but over two nights, I think I was running like six to seven hours sleep. And the Saturday I went to the show. Um, 
two, three hour sessions, a lot of fun, a lot of great people, a lot of people I know. And there was like eight o'clock shows are done. And it was like, John, come out for a beer, come out for a drink. We're going to grab some food, a few drinks, be good. Yeah, yeah, no worries, we're right there. Went to my hotel room that night, ordered room service, and just fucking like passed out. But the show itself was great. Like, good people behind it, run well, no issues. Um, I was in a good spot where I could basically just bait people in, come talk to me. And that's what it's all about, you know, just like talking to new people, telling them what we do. They don't need to like it. They don't need to like our whiskey. They just come and have a chat and have a drink and away they go. That's what I wanted so to you know. That's what I was going to ask. So you recommend that next year, next year, maybe Banner and Whiskey will come along. Oh, there we go. To the Banner show. Hey, boys. Well, did you did you drive down to Race Place in uh, Mittagong? Well, he drove. I just sat there and talked. Yeah, to him it's 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 on that my house is um sort of halfway, so <laughs> I think next year we'll do a stopover. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> um, every every time we stop, the oh, no. yeah, I'll get a lift. I'll get a lift off Ray. He's, he'll get have to pass my house no matter what. He'll never make it. He'll never fucking make it. Oh, but. And even that trip, like stayed at race pace two nights out of three. And you know, I get back and I was like, well, we're sort of like a break even. You know, I can do a break even, but I get back and I'm absolutely wrecked from yelling at people at a whiskey show. Because, you know, you, you're in a room and the ceilings are low and there's 300 people. You are just yelling. And I've got a bit of a booming voice. So, you know, it takes it out of me. And I get back and I'm just dark and deflated. Don't want to do anything. So everything else suffers. I, I reckon you did well to uh, last the, the, as long as you did, by the sounds of it. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's right. That's a, no, I was going to make a stupid, inappropriate comment, but we're still live, so, yeah. I'm not gonna do well, uh, on that note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, seriously, thanks, thanks, John. I really, like, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, it's always a pleasure. you you um the, the information that you're willing to um you know divulge to us and and talk to us about uh, really appreciate it so yeah, thanks no, for coming on having me on uh look and and i did seriously mean it tonight i couldn't remember if i'd been on before because quite often i just come on and talk about stuff anyway that's what i do right but uh yeah thank you guys for having me on as a guest not a guest host Mate, no, but, that's good. Welcome. I am always host every now and again. You know, don't give people the option. Yeah, yeah. Give me in. Oh, definite friend of the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we we will get you back on. Put it this way. Put it this way. You'll be you'll be sitting at our table at the Australian Whiskey Awards next year. Yeah, I was about to say, like, maybe we'll be sitting at his table, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how Always a pleasure to have, have you around us, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Really appreciate it. Have loved it tonight. Um, Brad, put Cheers. up the link before we go. Like, Hobart Whiskey newsletter. Get on there. Sign up. You can win my knife. You can win a Hobart Whiskey. What are you doing? I did. I signed I up, put up earlier. I know, put it up yeah, we'll for like the three viewers. No, right. Right. kill it off, kill I... it off. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. 
the chocolate is still available. I bought a, bo a well, bottle of yes. fucking chocolate. Brad, you didn't say, tell me that. You didn't tell me there was still chocolate there. <laughs> yeah, John said it was still available. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, I got a bottle. Okay, okay so for two bad. listeners that are still oh, with us at the moment, the chocolate liqueur is still available. Buy some before Vic yes. buys the rest. And it's cheap too. John, it's a good price. John actually did mention early on in the podcast when somebody wasn't here. I was working, earning money to buy fucking whiskey. Thanks, guys. Thank you all. We'll Thank see you, you next time. Appreciate it. <laughs>